friends and come on and jam if you want to slam it's bat flips and maple dips coming to you live via satellite it's patrick in halifax nova scotia out in saskatoon saskatchewan the birthplace of space jam um <laughs> justin the professor anderson justin how hyped are you about space jam 2 electric boogaloo um not very, I guess. I don't know. I, I forgot about it until it was trending on Twitter today. I forgot it was a thing. Um, Dude, I, know, I... The first movie is so iconic. I just It reminds me of childhood, and, and I don't know. I just hope they don't ruin it. I remember watching Space Jam in theaters way back in 1996 when it came out, <laughs> and it blew my fucking mind that Michael Jordan could exist in the same space the as the Looney Tunes. Universe. Because I grew up watching the Looney Tunes, man. Yeah, so do I've I. seen all the classics from the 40s, 50s, and 60s. I've seen them all a million times. Uh, my favorite single cartoon of all time is the one that was done where uh, Daffy Duck is like by himself, but he's like fighting the animator, and he, uh, yeah, he gets like dr- it's called Duckamuck, and it it was yeah. I think it was done by Chuck Jones. Uh, it was one of the best animated things I've ever seen in my entire life, and I love it, and I love the Looney Tunes, and I love uh, basketball uh, in so much as, like, I love watching, like, the superstars play. And the fact that it's LeBron now instead of Michael, I wonder if Michael will have a cameo. Yeah, I'm interested to see if he, like, somehow, like, passes the torch in a way or something. Be curious, but we'll see. I guess Man. we'll find out. I hope they don't spoil that. I hope it's a surprise. I would love it if it was surprise Michael Jordan and he was he's just like shooting hoops in his backyard and then like a young LeBron James comes and it's playing I believe I can fly or something. <laughs> I just want to set it up to be like the most contrived passing of the torch possible. Just cuz I'm not I have no chill. I just need I need like a direct line of like Michael passes the ball and he's like it's your game now. And then like LeBron just becomes like super powered or something. I don't know. Tell the kids where they can find us, Patrick. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. All right. Enough about Space Jam. If you're out there in the universe and you want to check us out, you want to come and jam or welcome to the slam, whatever. Welcome (laughs) to the jam. Welcome to the slam. You can check us out at Twitter at BFMD Podcast. We're on Anchor, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, YouTube Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, uh, probably a bunch of weird, obscure things. I heard we're very big in like the Bulgarian Ethernet. Uh, so if the you want to go ahead, yeah, the super dark web. Have oh, you wow. seen those iceberg videos? Mm, have you negative. seen, if you've not. seen those iceberg videos on YouTube where it talks about like weird, like secret, obscure, evil things on the internet, we're on, we're, we're in that for Bulgaria. We're, we're at the bottom of the iceberg hmm. <laughs> for Bulgarian, obscure Bulgarian, like baseball podcasts. We're there. <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. We're not. But I love Bulgaria. Uh, love the Baltics. Let's just get right into the news, Justin. What's the what's what's the haps? What's up? Yeah. So the big news around baseball this off season was around a lot of uh, non baseball related things. A lot of uh, <sighs> shady dudes who have been either fired or are under investigation. Currently, it's Mickey Calloway. Uh, currently employed by the Angels, but has worked for the I think the Indians and somebody else in the past. I don't even care to look anymore. Um, 
so basically the 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 shock waves so to speak have hit the blue jays now uh he was the cleveland indians pitching coach during the time of ross atkins tenure in cleveland and he said that uh he was never made aware of mickey calloway's alleged misconduct in cleveland he says that he regrets a failure in leadership uh quote i deeply apologize to anyone who has ever faced harassment or didn't feel comfortable to come forward I see a failure on my part that there weren't the proper channels for someone to feel safe and come forward. As a leader in that organization, that's heartbreaking for me. Uh, Atkins says the Blue Jays need to further challenge their own diversity by adding more women, more diverse skill sets. We are far too male and far too white. Your thoughts on this, Patrick? Yep. I I mean, I agree with him. Um, I think... Hmm. Man, I just, I I have to say like kudos to Ken Rosenthal and Katie Strang, the two leads on the, uh, on the piece that came out, uh, Strang, obviously one of the best, if not the best sports reporter out there right now, Mm -hmm, very good, excellent journalism coming from her. Uh, not that it's a, a surprise at all. She, like I said, she's the best. And Ken Rosenthal is kind of our old, faithful, uh, reliable reporter that we we can, uh, you know, we can check out. Having the two of them work together on something like that, it's it was a huge expose. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not much to say except, like, people who do stuff like this, they can, I don't know, they can fuck off. They're, they have no place in baseball. Um, I think the fact that Ross Adkins was willing to say, uh, that it was a failure on his part and and that um, there needs to be more diversity in baseball. I mean, these are extremely progressive lines uh, and they're they're right in line with the culture of, of, of the Blue Jays anyway. So like this is all, he said all the right things. I'd like to see what actions he takes during 2021 in order to increase diversity uh, within the organization. Yeah, agreed. So, let's, let's, I'd like to, I'd like to see what he does now. Yeah, and I mean, no place for people like Mickey Callaway in, in baseball. Like, nope. I still can't believe the Angels haven't let him go yet. They have him placed on suspension with with the, well, the investigation is concluded. But I mean, when when the Mets fired their was it their general manager? I think this off season, yep. the the yep. second that Stephen A. Cohen, who had just recently took over the team, heard about it, he was the guy was gone. So. Um, a little bit of a failure on the Angels' part to not immediately just get rid of Callaway either. So we'll see what what kind of backlash, if any, there is about that. Uh, I'm moving wondering. On. <laughs> I don't want to talk about before this we before we uh, <laughs> fully bury this one, I agree. Like, there's no reason to talk about this anymore except to to condemn Callaway. But yeah, part of the reason I think Cohen did that was because he is a good owner. Yeah, and I think that the owner in Los Angeles might not be a good owner and i'm just using the evidence of the fact that he has mismanaged uh the resources in order to make that team a contender one of the best players ever to play baseball is currently there and they still can't make it to 500 like well the team is just in disarray yeah um kind of reminds me of Connor mcdavid at edmonton in the nhl too just hey they're they're in that guy they're in a playoff spot right now. Yeah. They're bouncing back. They, I mean, my Leafs just creamed them in three straight games. 
allowed one goal. Yeah, but <laughs> okay, let's see what happens in the playoffs. We will. I, with, I if, know the are, if the Oilers are there, we'll see what happens. Well, right now, as of right now, they're very comfortably in a playoff spot. Yeah. We'll see what happens. The Habs have four games in hand, so we'll see whether or not they can pull some wins. Um, but yeah, the, the, obviously, like I'm, I'm glad you're excited about the Maple Leafs. Let's <laughs> see what happens though come playoff time. Yeah. Whether they fold again or in the first round, or they actually get out of the first round. Yeah, well, the first two rounds will be against Canadian teams, so it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But yeah, we can yeah. talk about hockey again later on. This is season. <laughs> it's a race to see who chokes, who chokes the 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 slowest. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> back to baseball. Uh, John Morosi at John Morosi on Twitter. Uh, the rate of COVID nineteen positive tests in MLB so far this spring training, including all players and staff. 0.1%. That's a, some good numbers so far. Uh, MLB also has announced Lou Gehrig Day will take place on June 2nd. Gehrig joins fellow Baseball Hall of Fame members Jackie Robinson and Roberto Clemente as the only players whose legacy are celebrated annually with dedicated league-wide days. There will be an armband with the uh, four ALS, so the four being Gehrig's number and ALS being the disease he was diagnosed with. Of course, Gehrig uh, actually passed away less than two years after his diagnosis uh, way back in the day. Um, he was one of the best players of all time for the Yankees. His number is one of the numbers they have retired, and baseball will honor uh, him and uh, bring uh, notice to ALS and ALS research on June 2nd every year. What do you think about that? Um, I think it's long, long overdue. Yeah. Uh, I am extremely happy about it. I think it's great. Um, man, Lou Gehrig, the legend that is Lou Gehrig, man, there's so many movies and documentaries and all that about him. I'm just surprised. Like, why do you think it took so long to get to this point? I don't know. I, I think, uh, a lot of sports have, there are so many guys who could be honored with, with days. I think yeah. the, the importance of, of this one, and obviously there's like MLB fights cancer day and they were they do the, they do the pink bats for breast cancer, uh, that kind of thing too. Uh, I think it's just a matter of like, you can't have every day be a day. Like there's international day for something every day on like Google calendar or whatever you'll, if you look at it. So I think you, 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 it's, you have to be careful not to dilute these things, but with something like this, I think it's, it's an important day to have and I'm glad they're recognizing it now. Yeah, I mean, uh, and they set the the other two days. Uh, well, there's Jackie Robinson Day, and then there's yeah. um, Roberto Clemente. What's the day? For, what's the day for Roberto Clemente? Oh, I think it's in August, but I could be wrong. Uh, I I like I I know they do it. I just couldn't remember. Yeah, what day. I, they don't do time. a good job of of advertising that one compared to Jackie Robinson. Yeah, Roberto Clemente Day is September 9th, I believe. Zero nine zero nine. Yeah, that was his number. Our number twenty one was his number. No. Um, I don't remember. See, it's. I think yeah. it's telling that we don't know what day it is. Although, let's. I'm trying to look it up. Yeah, because Jackie Robinson Day is April fifteenth. We moved it last yes. year because there's no baseball on April fifteenth. But oh my god, that one's early in the season. Um, obviously, as the day that he debuted. Roberto Clemente Day. Okay, it's pathetic. I can't find this. Anyway, we, look, we're struggling. We'll when September, it happens, we'll, we'll talk. September eighteenth, according to 
to Google, but I don't know if that's uh, <laughs> if that's correct. Sometime in September. Well, all right. Well, I mean, like when it comes around this year, I really want us to like. We'll talk about we'll talk about Roberto Clemente when we For get sure. to it. I know we've talked about him before in the podcast, and we've talked about um, Roberto Clemente Day on the podcast before. But this year in particular, I I think it's important that we highlight Jackie Robinson and, and Clemente and Garrick. So I'm mm-hmm. excited for that. That's something for us to talk about in the future. Yeah. Uh, into Blue Jays news. We've got a couple injuries to report. Uh, the big one, of course, is that Nate Pearson, Big Nate, has a grade one right groin strain and is shut down for now. Uh, this happened during his game appearance the other day. Uh, the quote from the Jays, whether that's a week or a couple of weeks or longer, it's too hard to say at this point. Obviously, there'd be some inflammation there, so they've got to let it rest for a day or so before they can get a firm timetable. That's from Scotty Mitch, TSN on Twitter, Scott Mitchell. Uh, other injury, and then we'll discuss them, is reliever Brian Baker, who pitched really well in the Blue Jays' spring opener. Uh, he's down uh, with a right elbow issue that Ross Atkins says has UCL involvement. That could be bad news, but they also believe, according to another tweet here, that uh, it's probably not too serious, and they believe that conventional rehab will allow him to return in a normal timetable, which could be as low as a couple of weeks. Uh, thoughts on the Nate Pearson injury, Patrick? Were you, are you surprised this is coming, or is it uh, kind of something that you saw? I mean, I think it's a big <laughs> shock <laughs> Yeah, for him to get injured like this. And the thing that's... I'm so frustrated with the way that he is being managed because he clearly was not ready last year. And I know like it's only spring training. These games don't matter. Blah, 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 blah. I don't understand why we are trying to force him into this lineup. I don't understand. He has and no triple A experience. Anytime that a, any pitcher gets hurt at this time in spring training, it puts their opening day readiness in jeopardy. Pitchers have a longer ramp-up time. than A hitter can step into the box and, and be a hitter. Pitchers have to ramp up their workload. They don't throw 100 pitches every five days in the offseason because that's not good for you to do three, 365 days a year. They stop throwing for like three, four months in some cases, depending when the season was over. Uh, for the Jays, it's been four months since our last, over four months since our last game. Um, so a lot of these guys are just getting back, ramped back up. They maybe start throwing bullpens two weeks before spring training, just through like 20, 25 pitches. So for Nate to be, uh, to come back from this injury and ramp up to even be able to throw 80 pitches by opening day, is going to be a stretch at this point. Uh, this, this kind of reminds me of the, the, the couple of years ago when, when Vladdy had the oblique injury in, in spring or whatever it was, and mm-hmm. it allowed us to manipulate his service time just enough. Uh, I'm, I don't think this is a, that kind of an example because obviously Nate's already pitched some big league innings. Um, but just the fact that it's kind of this, a convenient time when they could use this as a reason to give him triple a time is, uh, it's convenient. I'll, I'll put it that way. Yeah. I mean, we'll speculate a little bit later in spring training about what the rotation will look like after, uh, or, like after a couple of weeks have gone by and we know a little bit more about whether or not he's going to be back or not. Yeah. But holy shit balls. I, I just, our starting rotation is terrible. I just don't have any, there's too many question marks, man. We need, we need more than one like anchor to keep this team in check as far as like quality starts go. And the only guy we can completely trust is uh Jin Ryu and, we kind of have to accept the fact that like 
you know, 10 to 15% of the time, he's going to toss a stinker. You can't, and that's every ace in the league. Nobody's on all the time, except Shane Bieber, I guess. But, <laughs> but Shane it's Bieber just, last year. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I don't know, man. I'm starting to get really nervous about this rotation. Not that I expected Nate Pearson to be some sort of like anchor. I didn't. But the fact that he's hurt means that, you know, it pretty much guarantees Ross Stripling is going to be a starter for some portion of the season. Yeah, the... Not that he's the weak link. He's not. It's Tanner Rourke, but still, it's just, it's messing up our, our depth chart a lot. And we have we have way too many guys who are like a number six pitcher and not enough guys who are like number two pitchers or number three pitchers. Agreed. Yeah. Now it, this puts the, like you said, Stripling, Thornton, and maybe even a guy like Tyler Chatwood into rotation consideration or even Tommy Malone. Yeah. It's tough to see. Or if my predictions come right and a guy like Anthony Kay pitches one up in spring training, as he showed in, in the day in the opener, uh, yep. two strong innings against the Yankees, maybe he puts himself into conversation as well, too. Uh, but we'll talk about a couple other guys here in a second who have also pitched uh, well so far in their one outing. But injuries are obviously really crappy. We hope that both Nate Pearson and Brian Baker make uh, speedy recoveries so that we can see them back soon. Um, it sounds like uh, Hunjin Ryu is going to pitch tomorrow. And uh, Randall Grichuk will make his spring debut as well that day. I think Grichuk is the last Blue Jay regular to uh, to make their debuts after Springer made his on, <laughs> on Tuesday. Um Nothing really too too interesting there. We'll see Ryu in his first appearance, so that's good. He's already built up to a bullpen of like I think he can throw like sixty or eighty pitches already, so he's he's gunning. Uh, you don't think it's interesting that Grichik is only just now making his? Uh, I think he debut. was a little bit delayed uh, getting through camp on some COVID protocols or something. I, I thought I read something somewhere, so I don't think there's anything really spoopy there. I think it's just a matter of getting lots of the young kids in early. I don't know. I my first thing that came to mind was like, oh, I didn't even realize Randall Grichik hadn't played yet. Mm. Yeah, mm. there's so many guys who have played. I can't <laughs> keep track of who's done anything so far. Um, Ross Stripling, according to Hazel May, his mindset is building up and competing for a starter's role. Congratulations, you're getting one. Although he does see value in being a swingman, he's a week behind in his work, but with roughly a month left in camp, he's not too worried. I'll be ready for anything. Is a quote from Ross. Man. Due to this Nate Pearson thing, he's probably going to get that rotation spot. I love chicken strips. I want him. I want him to log. He's got like dad strength now. I know. I want him to have <laughs> log like two hundred and fifty innings for us. It won't. Ha- it won't happen. He he probably won't even crack a hundred. But I just I, I love everything about this guy. He seems like such a nice dude. He he looks he looks like an accountant, and I like that. Yeah. Um... He does. He's like a random, like white collar job. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Alternative sites are alternate sites are coming back. This from Jeff Passan on Twitter. Uh, he's a funny guy. I like following him. Uh, the Triple A season, which was scheduled to begin on the sixth of April, is going to be delayed for at least a month. Sources have told ESPN. Uh, the wait for vaccines is is one of the reasons for the delay. Um, so that that's an interesting storyline. We didn't see any AAA or AA or high A or rookie ball last year. So hopefully we can get these guys back playing by June. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it's, it sucks for development. And it, it's just, it's tough that when these kids just don't have no idea what's going on, they might just be basically doing simulated games at alternate sites all year like they were last year again. Uh, that would be devastating. 
it'd be terrible for their development yeah it doesn't it doesn't work man it's they'll get something out of it but it's 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 not enough do you no. know what i mean i i totally understand what you're saying and 100 agree uh <sighs> Yeah, it's we're we're both big fans of, of of minor league baseball, and hopefully we can see some ball soon. And that doesn't even we don't really know what's going to happen either with the Vancouver Canadians, our our, uh, our 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 full season low A affiliate. Uh, we don't know because there's no cross border travel. If the Blue Jays are starting in in Dunedin and aren't able to play in in Toronto by the end of by the end of uh, April, they'll be in Buffalo again. And then the Bisons are going to have to find a, a different home. It's, it's going to be a whole nightmare for a lot of different reasons this season if, if we aren't able to fly across the border. But I guess we'll burn that bridge when we get there. Still a month to figure out what's going to go on with the, the regular season. Um, let's jump into some Jays results. We've got four games to talk about since we last recorded. Starting with the game on March 1st against the Pirates. It was a 2-2 tie. Good old spring training. Uh some notes here from Patrick, Danny Jansen, 0 for 2 with a couple of strikeouts. The bullpen, a bunch of goose eggs, aside from one Ryan Barucki uh, hit allowed. Liriano Phelps, Barucki, Romano struck out four in total and blanked the Buccaneers. Uh, Rowdy Telez continued a good spring with a 1 for 2 with an RBI there. Uh, thoughts on that Pirates-Jays game, Patrick? Anything uh, to talk about there? We may have un- underestimated our bullpen. Yeah, we definitely shorted it up, and we haven't even seen Kirby Yates yet either. We, we, I, I'm definitely starting to believe that this bullpen is a lot stronger than I thought it was. Not just because of this one singular uh, run, but if you look at it, like Phelps is has a great track record. Yeah, Baraki is coming into his own. Romano was very strong for us when he was healthy last year. He's only going to get better. Uh, and then Liriano was like kind of an old hand that we can trust. Mm-hmm. I'm looking and, forward to doing a deep dive into the uh, Chicago Cubs organization to see who we can flip Phelps for at the deadline. See who, what, who's the next Thomas Hatch. Uh, to do a deep yeah. Dive there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's happening. Actually, I don't, I highly doubt. I think we'll be buyers. Rather yeah, than I would, sellers. I would agree with that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, still, yeah. Yeah. So memes. a two, two game there. Um, the next day against the Phillies, we the Jays won four to two. Uh, Jonathan Davis went one for two with a run scored. Steven Matz tossed uh, two innings of scoreless baseball with three Ks. And Tim Meza made his return after not pitching at all in 2020 from Tommy John surgery. Uh, he was around 90, 91 with his fastball, so a little bit below where he was. He was a 93, 94 guy. But as he if he builds up that arm strength, it'd be good to see uh, could see Tim back on the mound and hopefully he can push some guys for a, for a bullpen role this season. It's never, it's never, you can never have too many lefties in that bullpen. Yeah. And he will, uh, his slider was only 88, 89. Um, but again, he will ramp up. Yeah. And that's close in, like, in, in velocity every, to his fastball. So still a, a good, a good mix of, of velocity there to have your slider be almost as fast as your fastball. Yeah. I think he'll be fine. I think even if he can ramp up to 92, 93 with the fastball, yeah, uh, and have and even if his slider just stays where it is, that's fine. Um, he's he's a lefty, like you said. Um, I already said that he's going to make the twenty-six man, and I'm I'm going to stick by it. I'm really happy he's back. Um, really excited to see what he's able able to do. Uh, and Stephen Matz, 
throwing 95. Yeah. He was 94, he was, 95. He was up in velocity from last season as well, so that's good to see. Hopefully the injuries are behind him. Pete Walker has some kind of secret miracle juice. I swear <laughs> to God. So, like, whatever. I don't know what it is. Some sort of ambrosia that he, he gives to these guys, and it just revitalizes their career. Yeah. Uh, next game against the Yankees. This was on the 3rd of March. The Yankees did win 4-1. to one. But we saw two big debuts from a couple of highly touted prospects. Simeon Woods Richardson started the game. He went two innings, gave up one one walk, and struck out uh, one batter. Didn't allow any hits, though, I don't believe. Uh, and he was working around like the low 90s. Uh, but for, for a top 100 prospect, the third best on our team behind uh, Pearson and, and Austin Martin. Uh, it was a great... A great start for him. And then Alec Manoa, the big lad. This guy is 6'6", 260. Woods Richardson is 6'3", 210, so he's kind of built like me. But 6'6", 260, Alec Manoa went two innings, gave up one hit, uh, struck out four batters, including a three-pitch strikeout against uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Uh, a quote from, from Manoa to Keegan Matheson, at Keegan Matheson on Twitter, I've got heart, man. I go out there, I give it everything I've got, and I've got endurance. I'm built for the long run. I'm going to give you everything I've got, and I'm going to give it to you for a long time. Yeah, Man. yes, please. I'm, i got to sit yes. there and just think about that for a second. But yeah, 6'6", 260. So he's built, he is built, uh, built to last, that's for sure. This guy's not going anywhere. Take a gale force hurricane to knock him on his ass. But uh, yeah, Manoa, Woods Richardson, their spring debuts, four innings, one hit, one walk, and five strikeouts between the two of them against a good Yankee lineup again. Uh, what are your thoughts on those two kids making their debuts, Patrick? Man, just think in like a year or two, both these guys will be starters. Next year, us. I would expect. Holy shit. We're going to have such a young rotation. It's going to be beautiful. I know. This is almost like this is like the last year of all these transitional pitchers who are like in their mid-30s. Yeah. The only the only guy who's starting for us this year, assuming that Nate Pearson is, you know, uh, out, is Ryu, and Ryu will be on what his his last third, year, I believe, isn't it? No, his third or fourth. Third. He has oh, four it, was a, it was a four year. That's right, a four year deal. Yeah. yeah. So, so he'll yeah. be on his third or four years, and so we'll have Nate Pearson, Simeon Woods Richardson, Alec Manoa, and then you can't count out guys like T.J. Zoic or uh, Trent Thornton. Anthony yep. K. There's there's so many young pitchers that could could strike it big at any time. Like, yeah, think think of it this it way, Patrick. You could have Hunjin Ryu at the top, a guy yep. like Manoa with Richardson or Pearson two, three, four, and then Anthony K at five. That's a pretty good rotation if if these guys pan out to be what we what we think they will. Um Woods Richardson said he came into, into spring training with the expectation that he's breaking camp with the team this year. So I, I hope he does it. He's 20 years old. He doesn't turn 21 until uh, September 27th. So he's a young kid. He'd be one of the younger players in the big leagues. His, he I said mean, his goal is to make the team. <laughs> I, I like that a lot. But realistically, there's like eight pitchers ahead of him on the depth chart. And if it, they ultimately have to choose between giving Simeon Woods Richardson the fifth starting position or Trent Thornton, it's yeah. going to go to Trent Thornton. You're, you're probably right, um, unless he can not give up any runs in spring training and ha and showcase the command that he's that he's had. I mean, his numbers in the minor leagues are great. Like, uh, yeah, 
but he he averages about two walks per nine and about 10 strikeouts per nine last yeah, year he's, in a ball with us and the Mets so no doubt behind Pearson he's probably he's our, our, he's our second best pitching prospect it's Pearson Richardson and then Manoa right now in the top three for pitchers so yeah. I would Klopfenstein is is he's going gonna creep to up there up. I think this year he's, too yeah he's when he actually kid. gets a chance to play some minor league games yeah uh, he will and then, yeah, it, we're very fortunate. In, got, in three years, we could be at 100% uh, full homegrown rotation if everything pans out. But, then, yeah, and, and don't don't forget about guys in our system like Hatch. Yeah. Who, I mean, Elvis I'm kind of... who had a rough, rough one today, but he's still looked at as a starting pitcher potentially, so... He's also... Luciano... He's very like, young. <laughs> he, he, could have, he could have three awful minor league seasons in a row and then have two great ones and he's still only going to be 25 yeah like there's, he's got there's a lot of depth right now in the pitching there's a long runway for luciano and i get now why they rule fived him it was awful at the time because he was just not ready so were we though we were awful too we yeah i know both the, the show awful, and so. the team <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so to me, to me, like now it kind of it's kind of a galaxy brain move, like where they knew they were going to be terrible. Like we yeah. were still holding out hope the team would be able to endure, but it was smart. Yeah. It, long story short, it's going to be uh, we got some big years ahead of us for homegrown pitching. Uh, today's game, March fourth, the Tigers thumped the Jays eight to two. Forrest Wall, outfield, one of our top outfield prospects, he went two for two. Uh, he'll be in AAA to start the season, but if any trades slash injuries go down, he could be a guy that sees some big league time this year. Uh, another guy vying for a, a roster spot is Jonathan Davis. According to Keegan Matheson, he allegedly uh, he made one of the best catches that Keegan's ever seen uh, going from center field towards the right center field gap. Uh, similar to kind of a, a mirror image of that catch he made at the Trop uh, last season where he laid out going towards the wall left center and caught the ball at the apex of his of his dive similar yeah. catch today but unfortunately it wasn't on tv so no one saw it uh, maybe we'll mm. see some video from from somebody maybe on a cell phone hopefully somebody was recording at the ballpark that 15 percent capacity or whatever the tigers have at their stadium but uh yeah it's it's too bad when nobody was able to see it but davis is always going to be a guy we talked about him last week who's going to lead with his glove and any offense you get from him is gravy um but yeah i guess that's that's really all there was for that game on not too many highlights for the jays luciano got roughed up uh zoic was not great again Wegus pack was not great uh, just a lot of pitching that did not go so well can, can I, I i'm gonna make another prediction with regards to the roster jonathan davis is, jonathan davis will make the 26 man i i'm i think he I, is the 26 man yeah yeah, I guarantee that he will make it because he has been so good. He's got uh, auto he, options too. Uh, I know he only appeared in, uh, you know, uh, a small number of games last season. Uh, he only had 27 at-bats, but he looked great last year when he did get into the lineup. And he is so good. Def- he's He is an A-plus defender. Yeah. And he's not arbitration eligible until 2023. So there's just so much potential with him. Like, I'm glad the team has not given up on him. I know he's older. He's yeah, he's going to turn, he's gonna turn this 29 year. this year. In May. But I think I think that they have something in him. And we're 
they just need the right opportunity to, to to use him, to get him a chance to go out there and do what he does great. I think I think he'll get about 200 plate appearances this year. Yeah, he's um, got 156 careers, so that would be uh, yeah. Be nice I, I think he's gonna. Something. I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people. A lot of people. So get ready. This is the <laughs> this is the year of Jonathan Davis. You don't yeah. quit on the athletes. Don't quit on the athlete. Um, we did see uh, our boy Anthony Alford when the Jays played the Pirates. He, of course, in typical spring training Anthony Alford fashion, he hit a home run. Uh, it's kind of how he does. It heats up hot in the spring. I hope nothing. Wish nothing but the best for that guy. One of the better people in baseball. So hopefully Anthony can stay healthy this season and yeah. get a chance with the Pirates, who are not going to be a good team. But uh, hopefully he gets a chance to play almost every day there. That's yeah, really I, all we've got today, Patrick. <laughs> I hope he hits a home run at every at bat. <laughs> yeah, at-bat. he's a guy you root for constantly. Yeah, uh, him, absolutely. Him and Jonathan Davis are brothers-in-law, so. They're relatives. That's pretty cool stuff. Really? Uh, yeah, they are. Yeah. <laughs> so they're they're oh. brothers in a sense. But uh, yeah, that's really all for us today on Batflips and Maple Dips, uh, episode one twelve in the books. We come at you again in a few days. We're gonna try and record twice a week moving forward throughout the season, so we can make sure that we don't uh, backlog too much news. But uh, as Patrick has uh, here in the title, get hyped for some Space Jam, a new legacy with LeBron James. I think it's coming out sometime this summer. See how it goes. <laughs> but uh, following us on Twitter, if, you, if you're interested in that kind of thing, at BFMD Podcast. We host our show on Anchor, but you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, I guess it's Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the YouTube dealio, TuneIn, Stitcher, and a ton of others as well. We're going to be working on a website, so stay tuned for that. It's been a almost three years since we launched. So it's probably time to, to do something about it. Um, but yeah, for, for Patrick out in Halifax, it's Justin here in Saskatoon. We'll see you in a few days. Bye.